for the name called Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that in any time that we've been given other names and may have been called other things, when we realize who we really are in Christ, the name Jesus, you gave us your name, you called us your family, you said you'll be our God, we would be your people, and we honor you this morning for having a name, Lord, 
Most people don't even know where they come from, but we know that we are from you, Lord. We know that no matter what has happened to us on this earth, our Heavenly Father owns us and takes us and receives us at all costs, Lord, and we just thank you for taking us. Now, Lord, we just speak over loved ones, relatives, even ourselves, Lord, that every knee shall bow at the name of Jesus, that we live in a society that's afraid of that name because it is so much power or so much greatness. Lord, we begin to speak over our bodies, over our minds, over our souls. We tell them to face Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, that, Lord, that every sickness must bow. Lord God, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Financial pressure must bow in Jesus' name because of that name, Lord. It's higher than the heavens, Lord. It's beyond anything I could think, anything I could even imagine. The name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for making rivers in the desert, bringing light in dark places, Lord, where there seemed to be no way. You are our way maker, Lord. I just thank you that we're calling even in this time of family. We call our family members, our loved ones, Lord. We just call them to arrive to the name of Jesus, to come aware that Jesus is all around them. Jesus is all about them. That, Lord, that every flesh, Lord God, will know Jesus and him crucified. We thank you, Lord God, that the word of God comes alive that, Lord, that it'll walk among them in the flesh, Lord, like never before. And we thank you. As they are rising to receive, we believe the word. We have our faith there that, Lord, that our God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ask or think. What's impossible for me to get through, God has already made a way through. And, Lord, I just thank you this morning, Lord, that higher, higher than their thought process, higher then they're running higher, Lord God, then their deception is the name called Jesus. And Lord, I just thank you, Father. I thank you. It's a powerful morning to just believe God, believe him, crucified, resurrected, and walking among us. And Lord, we thank you, Jesus, that you are so faithful to the very end, Lord. So we stay with you. We call our bodies in the order with the word of God and call it alive according to Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. We want to take some time and pray with you if you have a good morning, y'all. Amen, amen. I mean, you guys love your families. Amen, amen. We, we, we've been noticing some stuff about how much you love your family and how much God loves your family and, and about the wisdom and the authority of God. Our kids are going to be taking uh, tests next week for uh, midterms. Can speak the word over them. Uh, thank you. Remember, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some scrolling back here for words you need to be uh, speaking over your children. From our first family is, uh, and if you have a pen, write down Proverbs 24, uh, verse 3 through 6. All right. Remember, that's the house of wisdom, and every room will be filled with wisdom. So if you speak that over them, they, that every room that's in your house is filled with the wisdom of God. They are not going to go into the test unprepared. They're going to remember things spoken, even on days they weren't awake to pay attention. Amen. That the wisdom is going to come upon them. Our kids will not be stressed. They are blessed to know that they know. You know, uh, stress is usually uh, kind of one of those formulas for not knowing what the future holds. And, uh, but if you've studied, you know 
You know, I, I know what's about to happen in the next 30, 45 minutes, three hours as I preach to you uh, because I've studied. I've studied. So don't, don't, they don't need to be afraid of it, amen, and, and being able to come back. And I don't care what area of schooling you're going into, speak these words. Your house is a house of wisdom house of authority, house of knowing, house of knowledge. Uh, the other verse that, that we pray over our kids every morning uh, is Isaiah chapter 50 and verse 4, that they will wake up learned, right? That means whatever rule you told them last night, they'll wake up, remember that one too, amen? Wake up, learn, and so will you. So I have several, several verses I want to read you for this morning's family. So our, our first sermon was family the second one on Wednesday was the family will, and that's not a death certificate. It's about the will of the family. Uh, and then today we're going to talk about family growth. Um, if God is not the head of your family, if you place your biological family in front of obeying God, you will miss God with your family. Right, and, and usually this is where it gets real popularly quiet because it did on that day because sometimes we take away from God to be with people and realize that's, that's not what God called you to do. That's outside of God's will. Amen? So we don't want to do that. So, so we're, we're going to let Jesus grow up on us and so and a little bit of that and even that. So family growth from carrier to follower. In Luke chapter 2 verse 40 through 52 it's a bunch of verses so y'all just hang with me uh, and my reading skills. The child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and God's favor was with him. Every year, Jesus' parents would go to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When he was 12 years old, they went as, as usual. When the festival was over, they left for home. Uh, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents didn't know it. So Home Alone did not make that movie where the kids left behind. Mary and Joseph did. Y'all saw that, right? They thought that he was with the others who were traveling with them. So you can imagine Mary was on a camel and went, Kevin, Jesus. After traveling for a day, they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. See, y'all see how this is working out. When they didn't find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. So, you know, uh, Joseph running to John Candy. Three days later, they found him in the temple courtyard. He was sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. His understanding and his answers stunned everyone who, learned, who heard him. When his parents saw him, they were shocked. His mother asked him, son, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been worried, sick, looking for you. Jesus said to them, which, by the way, if your kids say this, he better be an immaculate conception or he will die. Why were you looking for me? Now, he's been lost for a day. What parent would let your kids say that to them? Now you're lost for eternity. Didn't you realize that I had to be by my father's house, in my father's house? But they didn't understand what he meant. Then he returned with them to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother treasured all these things in her heart. Jesus grew in wisdom and maturity. He gained favor from God and people. Father, I pray that you know my heart's desire is to present this message in, in such a way that we understand that you must be first. We cannot go and gather just because we're emotionally tied to family members that we forget who God, the real family, is. 
and replacing family over God is, is only a, a, the recipe for disaster. So Lord, we call ourselves out of that mindset, that mindset of saying that, you know, I'm going to put this in front of you, that I need you to be first. My family members will never see who God really is if they can take me away from you to be with them. So Lord, we bring our understanding and enlighten us. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. So terrible, tons of verses uh, in that, but you know, it was just before then, Jesus had been lifted up as a baby, right? And kind of where we're going with this is that, you know, a lot of times it, it's going from baby to growth. Like uh, as babies, and, and, and y'all hear little Ava running around back there. She, she runs that area. That's her corner, okay? I have this part of the church. She has that part of the church. And, and it, was, it was great. And, and, and her parents tell you they loved it. And when Ava, they were ready for her to start walking. But now that she's walking, it's more work, ain't it? Right? It's, she's mobile. Right? Now you got to buy special cabinet locks. Now you have to do stuff. And, well, and a lot of times what people want is a Jesus that's only a baby. They don't want mobile Jesus. I want one I can carry. I don't want one I can follow. Right? I, I, want, a, I want a Jesus that, that I can pick up and put down when I want and not necessarily follow him. Right? Because see, if I can pick him up and put him down when I want, that means that he really doesn't have a choice in my day or in my world. He really can't say anything to me. See, when your kid starts talking, they can ask for stuff. I was, I was really, uh, I would really get concerned about our children. I really did not know, like, were they really normal kids because they learned about economics well before we thought it was necessary for them to tell me when I said I didn't have cash, and they would say, you have a checkbook or you have a card. And I go, you have the right to remain silent. That's what you got, right? But, but now that they're growing and, and now that they're up, it's, it's, it's not as easy, and I'm not saying you don't love them, but sometimes it's not as easy to love them as a baby, right? Because as a baby, you can love them, and, and people are excited about the baby part. It's that growing up part. See, I had something, but it's 18 years, and I have to keep having it, right? It doesn't just go away. So, so I'm, not, I'm not, you know, Jesus is like that. A lot of times, uh, uh, people want the little baby Jesus. I can't help, and I'm going to go ahead and go here, and I'm going to get it out of my system because it's there. We, we want Ricky Bobby Jesus. Right? Can we just get it out of there, sweet baby Jesus? He says, I like the baby Jesus, and you can do with the grown-up Jesus. And a lot of times people do. They like a Jesus they can carry. They like a Jesus they can wear on, on their neck or a Jesus that they can tattoo on their arms, not one that they can follow. It's my family. It's my family. It's, it's, it's part of it that I, I don't want something I can pick up and put down and call it my faith when things don't go my way. Since we cry, I love the fact that you worship the way a lot of us worship here. It's a, it's a violence. There's a, there's a cry. There's an outcry to God to worship him. That's a, that's a family presence, right? If, if I'm going to grow up, I need to be prepared to go up, right? That means I'm going to have to go up and deal with some things that I'm going to have to deal with. We said this on Wednesday, but I'll share with you because I know most of you uh, may not have remembered, but I'll just share with you anyway that when Jesus was on the cross dying, the scripture says that his last words was to his mother, you'll be a son to John, John, you'll be, uh, you'll be a mom to John, John, you'll be a son to her. He said, I'm going to tell you about family. 
Like he wouldn't even die before he made sure they understood you need each other, right? Mary didn't have John in the camel hospital, whatever they had it back then. She didn't have him, but Jesus would have him have her, and he would have her have him. And so we got to understand that getting away, and they had to be close to God to do it. So when we tell our parents, I love my parents, I do, I love them, I love them, I love my family members. But they come to town on Sunday and say, bro, let's get together, let's go to breakfast. Unless we're eating at church, which I know you can't even eat in here, I guess we ain't going to get to see each other. See, because the minute I start putting them before God, I'm going to mess up that relationship with them. That's why a lot of times we get together and have major fights, because we sacrifice God to be with family, and there's no mediator. Okay, and this is where you'd be real quiet and just look forward. See, because I preached this one on Friday. I was going to do Saturday sermon, but I was here watching couples uh, not know stuff about each other, which was awesome that they don't know stuff. If I only see Jesus as a baby, I don't see him as communicating with me, which means I'm going to make my own decisions and then ask him to bless what I've decided. Right? That's what we were talking about, right? He can't just be my decided maker. He needs to be my decision maker. So we want to call him around and bless what I've decided to do instead of get him in on what's the decision of what I need to do. And that, again, that's us carrying him as sweet baby Jesus. Right? No, when he matured, he left his family. Y'all know in, in good and well that if your kid was lost for a day, you find him and he say, I was about my father's business. Why y'all looking for me? Really? You know, it wouldn't have been a chunk. It would have been a camel's hoof he'd have got beat with that day. Like, I know you're the son of God, but here's how it's going to roll here on earth. My will be done, right? And so sometimes we can't understand that. And it's not because we think because we, think, cause we had something, we think it belongs to us. But really, what Mr. Reed was saying earlier, it belongs to God. Right? So God can raise them up. So if you're having trouble communicating with your kid, don't sacrifice God to communicate with them. Go to God so you can communicate to them. Right? If your teenage child is struggling to communicate back to you, they need to go to God so they can communicate with you since God created you both. However, if you are caught up in trying to spend time with them without spending time with God, you're going to miss it. Amen? There's, there's not going to be that great of fellowship. I think uh, one of my greatest, I, I was just telling Miss Geneva that because I was Thinking, thinking, thinking of her when I went to Hendrickson High School now uh, and got to see them. Now, these PAL kids work with the EA kids, which is special needs kids. They don't even give them a warning. They just walk in. And to watch the special needs kids run to these people, these other high school students like brothers and sisters in their wheelchairs, grabbing their coats. It was cold Friday. And they said, we want to go outside. They, and these kids went with them. They did not decide whether or not you're going to be good enough to be family to me. They just became. Amen? Sometimes we need to quit waiting for someone to evolve and just walk with them and waiting for them to get better so we can just uh, treasure what we have. But that means Jesus has to be all grown up inside of us. He has to be mature in us. We can't be manger Christians. Right? I, I, want, I want a God that I can follow, not a God that I, can, I just can only carry. So... The word must be allowed to grow up within us, right? If John 1.1 1, 1 says, in the, beginning, in the beginning, the word was God, and the word is God, and the word became flesh, verse 6 says that. But, however, if we never let that word grow up in us, we'll be stuck in new birth, 
happy Christian mode, and when things don't go our way because there's no maturity, we'll quit following because we never follow, we just carry. Have your child got too heavy to carry? Never get tired of picking your kid up. See, because we're thinking of carrying one way when you should be carrying them verbally, emotionally, spiritually. Yeah, they're too big to pick up physically. <laughs> I'm not going to walk around with gyre legs dragging on the ground and I got you, son, <laughs> rubbing his feet. Now justice comes behind me and he lifts me up, right? And then I want to hand them bills, but they can't carry what I carry. So they have to follow and watch how I carry things so they'll know how to carry things. If I don't follow God, I won't know how to carry myself. They won't know how to carry themselves, right? So we must have to do that. It is a, it is a purpose. So people uh, look at that. And so look at what you're doing. Are you carrying your Bibles or are you following the word? Right? Is, 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 Jesus, is Jesus big enough to where you could quit just picking him up and you'll have to obey him? We have to have grown-up Jesus at our house. Grown-up Jesus. Some of the conversations are just grown-up need, grown-up faith, believe. So, so if we don't follow Christ, those things are just decorations. My Bible is just a decoration. If I don't follow him, I got one, but it's a decoration. I have a cross, it's a decoration. I may have a tattoo, it's a decoration if I don't follow what the thing says. Right? This. This goes away in a closet somewhere. Actually, I know exactly where that goes. <laughs> you need to act like I don't. But, but when she pulls them out to decorate for the season, and if this was out in May, y'all would question. But when it comes out in its right time, it's beautiful, right? right? And it, on, in its right time, in its right place, it's beautiful. Uh, sometimes we try to come out before our time, and then we're out of place, right? If she pulls this out, now, again, our tree will stay up till March. That's what I got for 24 years, and, and so we'll keep going. But, but however, I understand that it, there is a season where things have to come down so that you can grow in the next season, right? And so a uh, little sweet singing, sweet by and by wasn't your worship that day. You needed something that was going to draw it out of you, Right? You need that family time. So Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 through 25, uh, as you are letting Jesus get bigger in you, then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So he said, take up your cross, right? Okay, that's, that's important. For whoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it, right? So you're supposed to take up your Cross. Cross is what happened on the cross? Huh? Jesus died, right? That means it wasn't baby Jesus, right? He didn't say take up your manger. He said take up your cross and follow me, right? Everything about following Christ may not be always that sweet. Sometimes you have to get rid of some people to follow God. Sometimes you have to get rid of some words that come out of you to, to follow God. Sometimes you have to get rid of some attitudes to follow God. Sometimes you have to get rid of some things because those are baby things. Those are things that you had when you were a baby. When you came to Christ, you were a newborn. You can't still be mangering when you're trying to grow, right? It, it's, it's part of fellowship. Uh, I, I knew that we were having the fellowship, the marriage fellowship on last night. I didn't want to be in a hurry and saying, I need to leave this so I can get back home. I said, God, 
I'm, I'm, you know, we're going to get in the Word, and we're going we're gonna to worship, and we're going to have a violent worship on Wednesday night. And a violent, like, that's what I love when you sent it, because you weren't even around for that, and it was violent, where I was so emotionally messed up. And I said, God, I want this Word so I can fellowship with our church family, right? And he says, I will prepare you to preach on Friday so you can be a, a fellowshipper on Saturday. That's how God works when we pour and let him pour into us. But if I'm carrying my message to do on Saturday, instead of following God, I'm going to be stuck in this time warp where I got to leave people I love to do things I know I'm supposed to be doing. God can change your responsibility and speed you up. However, right, it's that you have to pick up your cross, right? Not pick up the manger. A lot of people love the birth of Jesus. A lot of people love this time. They don't like to talk about Easter. Easter means somebody died. Easter means there was a resurrection. Easter means that you have to follow when it ain't fun. Babies are fun after they come out. Everything's healthy. Everybody gets there at the hospital. Isn't that a fun time, right? Fun time. That cross, not so fun. But the baby time, oh, look at the baby. And people say, I want to have one. And you're like, no. And you just back up. Let those people's baby go. <laughs> let my baby go. And, and first, first baby, right? Were y'all very protective? Yeah, we would tell people at our church, don't kiss my baby. Tell miracle. Miracles, anybody try to kiss you? Tell them your dad said no. We don't know where everybody been. What I say, dad? Tell them what your dad said and send them to me. See, that's, that's rude, ain't it? Come on, tell the truth. Y'all wouldn't do that to a lot of your friends. Where you been, girl? Don't be kissing my child. I don't know you like that. You don't be just, you know, all your little, you don't know where that lipstick from, dollar store, that stuff could break them out. So what you have to do, what you have to do is know that that's something for you to follow, right? Second kids, you just let people lick them down. You don't even care. You and Aunt Bed, play, boy, play. Play, you just play. You fellowship right there with the ants. Uh, sit there. Now, again, with, with that, so he, he died, and not just his birth. You've got to understand we have to deal with his death because you cannot follow only what's been born. He wasn't speaking then. Wise men had to bring him gift, but as he grew up, he became our gift, right? He, he became that thing that we needed. So his birth provided life. His death made it possible for us to spend it with him for eternity, right? He came, life. He died, us can be, we could be with him for eternity, be with God forever and ever. So Jesus gave us his name, and, and not just to be carried, but to be followed, right? Your name is higher than the heavens. Your name is above everything, right? I have a name. When I go visit the kids who are orphans or uh, kids who have been exploited uh, by parents, one of the things that the parents try to do is not name them so they cannot be found can't be recognized. And, and so those are the times where I know if I'm ever going to get fired for saying too much scriptural stuff, that's where I'm going, you have a name. You belong to someone. You've got a name just like I have a name. We come from the same person. We have the same father, right? And that, that's close. That's, that's okay to get fired for that, okay? Because the person who should have been naming them didn't have the responsibility to name them, but God already knew people's irresponsibilities to call us family and call us loved ones. I'll give you again, 
Matthew chapter 2, verse 13 through 14. Now, again, deny yourself, take up your cross, right, and follow. Can't follow just on the manger. I love it. My wife collect, collects nativity scenes. Four of them are here, I think. Our house is loaded with them. Four of them are here. Jesus is on every corner of the house. Sweet baby Jesus. It is decorated. We're not allowed to take pictures, but as soon as we're allowed to, we can. We'll, we'll get those out. All right. And, and, and when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take up the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word. Right? So sometimes you have to stay until you hear from God. All right? Don't stay from you hear from your flesh or you hear from your emotions. Stick around till you hear from God. For, and I, and I, I mean, I could preach if I work on it, but not today. Herod will seek the young child to destroy him, right? So Herod, most bullies don't seek those who are strong enough to fight them back, right? He's seeking the child. He wants to kill the child. And when he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt. So Herod thought the best chance of destroying Jesus is when he was a child. The best chance Herod will come after you or your life will come after you is when you're carrying Jesus around instead of following Jesus around. He come out the baby part of Jesus in you. And if the only thing you're looking at him as a, as a child I can carry, he's going to come after that to kill it every single time. And if you don't know to move off and move away, he'll take away that newness of Christ. How many of y'all miss the new days? Miss the new days when you were fellowship with Christ because I was new and I remember when I was excited about God. But God said you must mature. Right? My, my marriage, is, it's, it's, we no longer have that carry across, across the threshold those doors thing. So we just lucky to get upstairs into the garage, you know. Like, I love you too. Just let me push you in. Get out of there. I'm carrying the water. We're arguing about the milk. That's love. When you bring the case of water in. That's love. That's, that's love. It's love. I, one of the things I hate doing is missing uh, calls from Miss Rita. Because I don't know. And sometimes she don't, she don't want anything. I, let me tell you. The time she calls and she goes, I don't know why I called you. Now that all nothing. That's, that's the 10th call. All nothing. Because I don't know. And so now she wants to stay until she figures out. Right? And now, now that's, that's, that's kind of bad. The bad part is I can't start my conversation because I like to talk. I want to talk then, since your stuff ain't ready. <laughs> but if I talk, it's going to mess up her memory pattern. Well, I can't say nothing. Now, that's devastating. <laughs> now, that's devastating, because I'm wanting to go, well, let me tell you about it. And she's like, just wait a minute. And so then it's not so fun, right? Wouldn't it be crazy to get rid of that? Because I'm having a manger scene when I should be mature, right? It's cool. I mean, it doesn't. I'm telling you, the phone records are off the charts. Off the charts. And we'll be, well, ask your son. We could just drop, we just seen her. She'll call, hey, you know I just saw you, right? Oh, I was thinking of something. And we stuck. We're stuck there. Why? 
because I know now I can follow that, and I know eventually she's going to have something for me. If I'm immature, I'll just like, you know what, I'm going to hang up. I'm going to quit answering your calls. I love how y'all answer for me. Mm-hmm. Right, if I'm going to be away from her for a while, if I can't get to my phone, I let her know that. See, that's communication. Uh, however, if I serve my wife more than I serve Jesus, that's a problem. Right, I need to let Jesus know when that, hey, here, I'm here available for you at all times. And a lot of times we'll treat our family like we treat our God. So if I'm always there for Jesus, I know how to always be there for her. Ooh, this is awesome. This is we're good. We're on a roll, right? Must be butter, right? So he said it. I'm good. Herod only kills what you allow only to be a baby with you. Let the Spirit of God grow up in you. He won't be after it. He wanted to kill everything two years old and under. So it would never become the deliverer. Who else had that happened to? Moses. Two years old and under. Right? I, want, I need to mature in my faith because if not... Anytime something comes up, it's going to kill it. Not physically, but it'll kill my faith. It'll kill my belief. It'll kill my drive. It'll kill my momentum. It'll kill it, and I won't, it'll never get to see how it's going to deliver me because I let it die. I'll never get to see how it's going to take me out of the mess that I was in because I allowed it to die because I let it stay small instead of let it grow big. There are sometimes you have to just lay in there, and, and even uh, as I was getting ready to come in yesterday, I finally called my mother back and she said I, I just need to make sure you understand that how much I love you because I never we never call you enough because we know you're taking care of your business and we know you're good but we never tell you how much we love you and how much we appreciate you she had no idea I'm preaching on this stuff and what I was struggling with just family wise and not that I don't ever think my parents love me I know they do they couldn't help it look at me I mean that you have to I'm the best one in the house. You know what I mean? They can get rid of all them other ones, and I make up all six of her kids by myself, right? But they were, not, they were not saying it. And she wanted to make sure that she said it out loud, right? Not because I went down there for Thanksgiving, because I didn't. I just missed the last Thanksgiving. They all went. I didn't. She says, I need you to know. How like, she kept me on the phone when Brother Donnie was out trying to talk to me. She was, I need you to hear. I love you. Not because I went to her, but because I went to God. Quit going to your family to see if they're going to love you. Go to God so they know how to love you. Some of them don't even know how to. Yeah, right? And then you have to walk away from the family gathering because they act stupid. Forgive them for they know not what they do. That heifer knew she was rude. She knows, right? And God is like, no, they don't know. Because you don't know enough of me for them to know enough of you. So I need you to know enough of me, right? So they'll know enough of you. That was good. I, I, I like that too. Thank you for jumping in on that. Keeping, a, keep, keeping God small in our life. Will, like in conversations, that, that should be our first thing. Like when I go speak at schools, one of my first things is talk about my wife and my family. If anybody got any ideas, let's squash them early. Mm-hmm. Because you ain't just going to get me. You're going to get everybody. Then there's some church folks you don't know about. They moving into the deal too. Right? Don't, don't go it alone. Don't let your Jesus stay small. Don't let your family stay small. Don't let your commitments stay small. Just because they haven't dessert all week, you ain't got to participate. Take you some broccoli in your pocket. You got to eat everybody's cupcake. My goodness. 
Man, everybody's parties. Okay, praise the Lord. I love y'all. I really do. So I know, I know y'all don't have to obey that, but it'd be helpful. Matthew chapter 16, verse uh, 21 through 23, is when Jesus uh, spoke uh, Peter. Peter wanted to carry Jesus around for the rest of his life. Matthew 16, 21 through 23, Jesus starts telling him, hey, man, I've been with you. And Peter's like, yeah, we're going to build you a big house. We're going to build you this kingdom. We're going to build you this government. And Jesus said, man, I'm about to go die. And Peter flipped out. You mean I can't carry you no more? Uh-uh, God, whoever that's going to do this, don't talk like that. I will go kill him. He says, man, get behind me. You're acting like the devil. You don't have my things in mind. You have your things in mind. Right? Sometimes we have to let things grow and not try to carry them in our own behalf because that's not family. That's possessive. Right? If you guys ever, I don't, I don't know what it's like to be in a possessive relationship. No one's <laughs> ever been that deep with me. Uh, but maybe some of y'all have been in a relationship with people who are very possessive and wouldn't let you go outside, wouldn't let you call nobody unless they knew about it. You know, I've never, I, I've never had a girl do that. They were like, you call whoever you want to. Uh, we good, <laughs> you know. You can go be with them too. But they missed out. So um, <laughs> they did. Yeah, Miss Rita is cool. She's not possessive. She just got all the possessions. The, uh, the part of that is, though, a lot of times people want to be possessive of Jesus, which means they don't want him to go out or go before them. They don't want him talking when they need him to talk. They don't want him speaking up or having an opinion. They just want him to be carried when they carry him. Right? That, that's not a relationship with Christ. That's you picking him up and putting him down as your will, which means you'll rehearse the same hurts year in and year out. He said, get behind me, Satan. How many of y'all have ever called your best friend the devil? You have, <laughs> are you still friends with him? Okay, that's awesome. I want to be friends with you, but we can't roll like that. Don't, don't, don't call me a devil. No, we'll talk about it after church. Yeah, we'll deal with that in a minute. So <laughs> get behind me, Satan. <laughs> Let me see. Let's pick something else. <laughs> get behind me, you betrayal. You ever call your friend a betrayer? I don't know what kind of friendships you have. Marissa and Mark, you know, we need to get together at night. We eat wings and watch out for her. However, the majority of us who are not ruining friendships on a regular basis probably wouldn't say that unless they were trying. Now, if she was trying to stop you from doing what God called you to do, okay, then, yeah, then they're evil. That saved it. Okay, all right. You scared me there. I was like, you know we're in church today, right? So Jesus said, you're wanting to just carry me and pick me up and put me down when you want. You need to follow me. That means when I go to the cross, you need to follow me to the cross. Now, John and Mary were able to hear from Jesus about being family. Peter couldn't because Peter followed Jesus from afar. They were up close so they could hear the directions. But because he was so far back, he couldn't hear, so he denied. Right? My family, I want to be up close. We also said this. Y'all know what a relative is, right? All right? A relative is something that you relate to. If you relate to your pain, you become a relative of your pain. That is your cousin. If you relate to your faults, that becomes your relative. If you relate to what you can't do, that becomes your relative. Relative. And you'd spend more time with that more than you would the blood of Jesus that died for us, right? It's our true blood. Okay? So we want to make sure we don't relate to that if, if it's there. So Jesus rebuked him for not following the things of God more than the things of men. Now, Peter's statement was, I want to protect you, God. God's statement was, no, you want to protect you. You're doing that for you, not for me. All right? 
because you want to walk around and see how much of me you can carry instead of how much of me you're willing to follow. Hebrews 11.6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Right? There's no such thing, no such thing as our Heavenly Father not meeting every one of our needs. That just doesn't happen. Now, you may have some wants that God ain't involved in, but he will meet all your needs. All right? So let's pull our reward off the shelf. Let's take Jesus out of the manger. Let's run with him for safety so he can be our deliverer and let him grow up in us. Uh, so everything got. So no matter how heavy the circumstances of, of the instructions are, all we have to do is follow Christ. Greatest thing we're going to do for our family is follow Christ. The greatest thing I've ever done for my family is follow Christ. Right? And th that means that there were some events that I couldn't go to so, so I could grow up in me to be around them. Because there are times when I hear about the way that event ended up, it ended up in a fight. Right? Because there was no Christ in it. We just did it just to do it. Now, I'm not trying to separate you from your biological family. I'm trying to make sure that your family can receive some healing. Because every year you've been fighting about the same thing over and over again. And the reason why is because somebody is there out of order. We got Jonah's at the barbecue. And they messing up the meat. For lack of a better word, I don't know how else to reach out, all right? Amen. You guys bow your heads and pray ruining the brisket and then it just all kind of stuff is being messed up. Chicken can't get done. Ribs are salty. Ruined. Alright, as your heads are bowed and you're praying, I, and I thank God for Christmas. We're, we're, we're thankful for it, Lord, that our start was right there in Christmas. Lord, I want to get out of this place where Jesus is just something I can carry around and say that I know and when it comes times to really follow I, I'm not I'm making my own decisions so Lord I, I come back to you get beyond just being decorated and come to a place where I can follow you with all of my heart soul mind and body because Lord I, I want my kids to be able to see what it's like to follow you and not just to wear crosses and and, and put on the image of a Christ when it looks like to walk in the image of a Christ. The Lord, that I need to be an imitator of your faith and, and follow hard after you. I'm tired of decorations. I sold too many brothers uh, decorated in crosses as they laid in their caskets. And it never meant anything to them. The Lord, I do declare that we're a generation that's going to have a walk it's going to be so strong, so powerful that our kids and their children and their children's children's children will not miss a beat in their walk with you. And as you're praying, heads are bowed, and you're in here and you're saying that, hey man, I've never accepted Christ. I've never come to the family. I want to know Jesus in a personal way. I've never accepted him. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand so we can pray over you. You've never accepted him. Awesome, awesome in the house. Amen. Now, we're in here and I want 
I want to be a, a, a greater follower of Christ. I, I need Christ to grow in me. I got some circumstances that I'm stepping out in my life that I need. I need God's direction in a major way. I don't need to be guessing. I need some direct directions. But I need him to be grown up in my life. I don't need something I can put up and put down. I need a, I need a grown up savior in my life to help me get through these steps that I'm going to be taking. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand so we can pray over you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't want to stay lost. I don't, Jesus, I, I don't want some Herod to come along and kill my faith and, and kill my belief. I've, I've stayed, I've allowed it to stay too small for too long. Come on, if that's you, don't let Jesus stay small in your life. If it's something where you've been able to just pick up your faith and, and get mad, and when you get mad, you put it back down because you don't trust God anymore. Come on, he wants to deliver you from that this morning. He wants you to be a follower of him and not caught up in the same pain and the same hurt. Get rid of the, the whole thing of just being a baby in Jesus. I want maturity. Father, I just pray for those who lifted their hands. God, I, I need your direction in such a strong way. I don't want to guess anymore. I want to know that I know that I'm following you. And that's how I know that I know that I know is when I can match what I'm doing with your word. When I can see my actions following your word and not following what I want or, or just what I'm after. I need you, Lord God, and I give you the authority. I release you to grow up in my life to be mature Jesus that I follow and not just something I carry around, not just some words that I've picked up and some cliches, but a real life God that's going to show me what my life is to be like and why, and why I'm doing what I'm going to do and what steps you're going to take me in. And even these new things that I've got coming in my life, I know that you're going to be there. You're going to be the author and finisher of my faith, but I know that I've held you down. I've, I've left you in the manger. I've left you on the watch with others while I went out and did my own thing. Missed out on really the family that you have for me, the relationship that you have for me. So Lord Jesus, I welcome your maturity. I welcome the cross. I welcome to follow a heart after you, Lord. Heart after you. I thank you for becoming too big for me to just pick up and put down. I receive it, Lord. And I know, Lord, that in you all things are possible. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.